You know, it's too bad this isn't the one from Heathen with Pete Townsend's in it. Yeah, that'd have been perfect. But we want to spread out. We want to spread out our Townsend. Yeah. Want to? It's too bad. We want to reach Peak Townsend too. <laughs> we don't <laughs> want to hit Peak Townsend. Today on From A to Ziggy, a better future. Welcome to From A to Ziggy, uh, the only podcast where we discuss every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. Uh, my name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And today we bring you a better future. Now, uh, I don't want listeners to get confused, so I just want to say uh, we are still in the letter B, but we alphabetize in library order, where we append a comma and then put articles at the end. Yes, which is the way to do it. I mean, it drives me crazy on like Spotify where if a song or a band has the in it and they just like clump all the the bands together. The the? I love that band. They're fantastic. So we are more grammatically correct than Spotify. (laughs) Arguably. (laughs) I think alphabetical would disagree, but... uh... Yeah, we don't. Oh, they lump all their those together. Yeah, all of those came up together. Uh, which I mean, hey, you know, different strokes. Yeah, different black keys. I guess I, I guess I won't hate on the inspiration for this whole adventure. <laughs> so yeah, a better future. Better future, comma a. Well, that just sounds Canadian. Better future, eh? Which is which is ironic because most of us in America, if we want a better future, are probably going to end up in Canada anyway. <laughs> right. Starting right in with it. So. You hear a song, this is this kind of is like last week with Be My Wife, where I was talking about songs that title-wise, you think it's going to be one thing, and then it's completely different. Yeah. This is one of those songs. You hear, A Better Future, and you think this is going to be a song about a better future. And really, it's not. I mean, it's really about a, a crappy present. I mean, really, there's six of one and half a dozen of another. If you have a better future then that kind of implies that the present is not... The present could be better. Yeah. The present of the song could be better. Could be considerably better. Yeah, there's there's some disappointment being expressed here about the present, and specifically this is a disappointment that's aimed at a particular being. Yes. You know him, you love him. (laughs) We all know him, we all love him. Not really. God. God. God um, himself. This is a good old-fashioned shake-your-fist-at-the-sky song. So, this is one of those episodes where there's the potential to offend some people because whenever you're getting into anything in the realm of omnipotent beings and religion, you're probably going to piss some people off. And... Do people have disagreements over... You'd be amazed, you would think. When you think about religion, you think about really measured conversations and pragmatic ideas. When really, brace yourself, turns into a lot of shouting and arguing and people being completely irrational. Huh. Sometimes, sometimes, they even get a little violent. I wouldn't have thought. I know. You know, I always thought, I, I always thought, I know. you know, I always thought religion was about, you know, peace and mercy and cooperation. Right. It's funny. So people who are like on the outside looking in to religion, it seems like generally have a better grasp of religion than the people who are actually in, really into religion. It's been proven. What was it? Uh, there was a magazine or a newspaper that did a poll and it found that atheists understand various religions yeah. better than 
religious people understand various religions. They know more about certain religions. Certainly the other religions, like Christians knew less about Islam than atheists knew about Islam, but even sometimes their own religions, like some atheists know, like understand, like fully grok Christianity than Christians do. Yeah. I feel like I saw a video not too long ago on YouTube where some like an atheist was making up Bible verses and saying them to Christians and Christians were like eating it up. Oh, that's just trolling. Uh, yeah, it is. I demand a better future. Uh, First Timothy 16, 23 through 57. Uh, so I guess, <laughs> I guess we should dive into the song before we get too heavy into theology. Um, oh yeah, what's the song about? So yeah. this is basically David Bowie telling God I want things to be better or I am giving up on you altogether. I'm assuming that, and this might be me doing, not doing my due diligence and only assuming here, but I would assume that this is one of the songs that got redone after 9-11. No. It's not. Nothing on Heathen was re-recorded after 9-11. Oh, I thought like he took like a, there was like a shift in no. tone. No, right? everything was recorded before 9-11. It's a, it's, all right, so it was recorded, well... Does it say? It says on, on the wiki it was recorded between October 2000 and January 2002. When did it come out? I always thought, I think of Heathen coming out bef before so, or like just, it come out, came out just after 9-11. So it was so released... None of the songs had time to be developed um, after it. Came out June 11th, 2002. So he originally had recorded toy to be released between 2000 and 2001 and this song was not part of toy right definitely uh the lyrics of the songs such as slow burn afraid a better future and heathen focus on the degradation of mankind and the world in general recalling his earlier album the rise and fall of ziggy stardust here's here's an interview with david bowie okay bob guccione jr from the daily beast asks heathen sounds like it was recorded post 9 11 but it was recorded before then wasn't it and bowie's response the exact period was July, August, and the middle of September. Then we came back to New York for a bit of instrumental overlay, but lyrically and melodically, the thing was completely finished before 9-11. All right, wiki, debunked. You know, it's about context. This is David Bowie speaking. It's like this confluence of ideas. There's been anxiety in the air 10, 15 years now. There's a burden of expectations and disappointments, especially when we came into the 21st century. We've created such a terrible set of potential scenarios for the destruction of everything that we hold dear and love. So you're thinking about all these things and you have all these concerns and there's, it's not like Bowie was any more prescient than anyone else about, you know, what would happen, but it was in the air. It was all, it was waiting to happen. You know, in retrospect, it's easy to say that. But. Yeah. But around the time that they were recording that album, it wasn't too chaotic a time. Things were still... We had you know, the, the mid to dot, late 90s. We had the dot com of, bubble. Yeah. You know, the good economy. Everything, I think. I don't know. I really don't know about that. That's I mean, that's, that's my recollection of that time. Everything was really optimistic up until that point. Yeah. And maybe Bowie was just sort of waiting for the foot to fall. I guess. Unfortunately, turned out to be quite a prescient point of view. Yeah. And unfortunately, he did not get the better future he demanded. Things really just have done nothing but spiral out of control since then, honestly. I mean, there's been some progress in the world, but we are not living in a better future. Oh, man, this is going to get political and religious. Uh, oh, oh, man, God. this is going to be an outrage episode. So, no, okay, so... <laughs> oh, fire up steer your away. comments. Steer away, steer away from... So, I mean, but the song still exists. It's the song still, still exists. It's, there is still a better future for us to hold... To, to hope to for. To hold on to, to hope for. Um... 
And this is kind of a desperate cry for it. This is, you know, like you said, shaking your fists at the heavens and demanding, you know, what you feel you deserve or what what you feel is necessary for the next generation. And it can be a very deeply personal thing too. Uh, I mean, it, it, Bowie was thinking on the broader scale, um, but who hasn't ever been like in that place where like, oh God, if you exist, then why does everything suck for me so bad right now? And I demand the better future or I'm giving up on you. So this works, the song works on a very micro and macro scale. Mm. <laughs> so unlike with the, um, some of the other songs we've discussed recently, this does have a more, you're not, you don't really have to search for meaning here. It is one of those songs that everyone has related to on some level. Yeah. And as I was saying before we started recording this, um, my my first listens on this song, I, I did think it was basically just like a relationship song where he's speaking to a woman. And you talk to some. He says you. So yeah. You think it's you know he's talking to another person. Yeah, and you think he's saying you know I demand a better future. Or, you know, I'm giving up. I might stop loving. I you. might stop loving you. So you know, I was listening to it, thinking about like oh crappy relationships and stuff, and right. like oh yeah, all these times I stuck around and really shouldn't have even though this person wasn't being so nice to me and then i read the <laughs> you know read the actual like song meetings and how it's about bowie's anger with god just like oh this is a lot heavier than i thought it was yeah right all up until the bridge all of that interpretation is perfectly valid yeah like any any of the things that he's demanding of God could also apply to someone else someone else the other person in the relationship uh, but then you get to the part where he's from factory to field, how many tears must fall. Now that kind of sounds like, uh, so the way that the music shifts in that part, it sounds like he's taking on God's point of view here. From factory to field, how many tears must fall down there below, you know, down on earth, looking up from heaven, nothing is moving. It's like people are stagnant or things aren't going the way they should, they're not going, they're not moving. So it's, is there, maybe there's sort of a reply, there's a dialogue going on here. Oh, I almost see it as, as um... Or maybe it's him standing Bowie, Yeah, basically Bowie. Mountain. I, I feel like it's Bowie Take talking to God, on. like, how are you looking down, seeing this, yeah. and just letting it happen. Yeah, more condemnation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... I'm just trying not to be much of an outrage machine. Outrage against the machine? Just, <laughs> just outraging against the machine. The savior machine? And, and, and this real this song is so this song applies more now than I feel like it maybe even did in 2002. I mean things were really hitting the fan in 2002, but now we're kind of in. It's really easy now to have that point of view where, like, how can you believe in anything where th when things have gotten to the point where they're at? Like you re you really have to be stopping. Like, and I can almost look at this song as being. Is speaking to America, where I, I kind of find myself saying, like, I demand a better future or I'm going to stop loving you. Like, I'm, I'm about ready to give up on this. I always think of songs about God as being songs about something other than God. Like, you know, society or other people. Yeah. Or, you know, things that you can relate to. Things that are more tangible. Thing, yeah, things that you can sort of metaphorically yeah. call God. So yeah, it could be that. I mean, we, who's going to make a better future? It's not just going to materialize out of nowhere. No. Like someone, people have to make the future. People have to act to, to make a better future, and they have to have hope in order to do that. So this is a song about hope, about that hope. 
This really, it, it really is a perfect song for the moment that we're all kind of living in right now. Yeah. I have to fight the Outrage Monster every day. It's hard. You know, if you're anyone who kind of like... Well, you watch too much news. I do watch way too much news. Um, and I spend way too much time on the internet. That, that's the bad thing that happens when you get out of work really early. Uh. And then it's the winter and you don't feel like going outside and doing things. <laughs> you just spend like so much time just digesting all this like information and... and Getting into needless internet fights. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's bad. I got bad habits. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I have toned it down. I, I have, I've made myself rein it in because I've definitely found myself falling into that trap of basically demanding a better future at everybody all the time. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's dark times. It is dark times. If you're listening to this from the future. And I hope it's a better one. I hope it's a better future. Send us an email and let us know how it is. Uh, we may not be able to read it until later, but... Uh... So, I guess, you know, I, more power to you, I guess, if you're able to look at things like that and still have faith. But, like, I am definitely the kind of person who, you know... So, here's my, my view on that broader thing. So, it's hard to look at the world and not think that there's something more out there. There's a lot of weird stuff out there in the world. Like, just... You know, the way nature evolves, even it's hard to look at it and just be like, I mean, obviously it's science because I'm not a dummy. Like, obviously there's science, but like there's got to be some kind of higher force in nature to make these things happen. Science is too incredible. You know what I mean? So I, I guess I, I'm more agnostic than atheist. Okay. So I don't know for sure that there's not something out there. But it's hard for me to look at the world as it currently stands and feel like there definitely is. Because you look at things now and it's basically really horrible garbage people who are, you know, in this position to to probably take power. But like we live in this world where, not to throw my politics too heavy at someone, but like I do feel like, um, so I I saw an interview with uh, this rapper, Killer Mike. Who's a, he's, a, he's an activist as well. I know some people listen to like, oh, oh you're going to take your advice from a rapper? Rappers can be very smart. I take you're all my racist. advice from bazooka gum rappers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching this interview. Uh, Killer Mike was on Stephen Colbert. And he's talking about how like you opportunities like, like the Bernie Sanders movement only come around once every so often. And if you squander it, you're going to regret it. And we're totally going to squander it. We're absolutely going to, there, there's a snowball's chance in hell that he is going to win. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to look at like this scenario where here's this person who like really has this genuine belief in like furthering society and lifting everybody up. But we still as a country are just like, no, I really want the racist. So you demand a better future. I demand a better future and we're not, we're not going to get it. And, it. and it sucks and it makes me cynical. Yeah. Uh, you have the, to edit so much of this out. Yeah, this is all going to go. <laughs> But the question is not, you know, whether God exists or whether there's a just God. It's just, it's just a matter of, you know, whatever God is, whatever the, whatever it is that allows these events to happen, it's really people anyway. Yeah. Think of it that way too. It's, this is a, this is a disagreement with people, society, the way that we run things, the way that we don't care, we don't really care enough to make the future better. For the next generation. The way that we're selfish and act irresponsibly yeah. and squander opportunities. But, and, and I will say, so you know what gives me some kind of faith in that maybe there may be some kind of God out there? If you think about it, 
and forgive me because I'm about to talk about the South a little bit. <laughs> Do it. South is not exactly a hotbed of tolerance. Oh. You know, from the people who brought you slavery and segregation and... And brought back segregation. Brought back segregation, this time for the gays. Yeah. How they're the ones who are always like, uh, you, you blame horrible things that happen on... Th- like, I, I feel like it was like Pat Robertson or another one of those horrible people like blamed 9-11 on feminism and the Jews. I kind of love that the people that are like, oh, it's God that's like, that doesn't want these people existing. But then God's like, oh, you feel like this way? Have a tornado. Here's a flood. Have some hurricanes. Do you assholes get this now? But then they don't. Yeah. Um, so that's what kind of gives me so that that's the one thing that makes me kind of believe that maybe there's something out there <laughs> that the South is uh, inflicted with. Basically, every time there's a tornado, weather. I'm like, oh, maybe there is a God. <laughs> and actually, there's plenty of really good people that suffer from that, and I'm sorry. I sound like a terrible person saying that, but I mean, he's a terrible God. He lets good thing he lets good things happen to bad yeah. people. <laughs> it's bad he things let, happen to good people. Yeah. Kids and boy, Ted Nugent still alive. Right. David Bowie not still alive. All right, are you done? <laughs> I knew this was going to happen when I was like reading about the song and I was like, listen to it. I was like, this is going to bring out so much of what's terrible about me. Um, here's an interesting thing about the song itself. Then. <laughs> Cleanse all that out. So there's the two versions on the Spotify version of the album. Oh, really? I was not aware of this. Ah, so there is a, there's oh, a regular. Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so there's the regular version and then there's the remix version. That remix. By, the remix by Air. I'm by not Air. familiar with Air. Oh, Air. French band. Also oh. known as Air, open parentheses, French band, close parentheses. Because oh. there's another Air. Awesome band. They did a Beck remix. Or Beck did a remix of one of their songs. They oh. did that song Sexy Boy from 97. Uh, They're a good band. I really enjoyed the remix. Oh, uh, So the regular version does kind of sound like it should be about a relationship, like an actual like person-to-person relationship. The air remix definitely sounds like a conversation with God. It's got like that ominous. It feels like something from Kid A. They change the vocal. They they give the vocals a kind of a distortion. It kind of sounds like the uh, the communication, the communicator, the radio transmissions from Star Wars, where they kind of break up yeah. the, the voice a little bit. But yeah, and it's, it's kind of like, like those really ominous drum machines. Yeah, it really it sounds like it does. It sounds like something straight off of Kid A. Yeah. They ha- and that, that's their kind of style is, is like this sort of minimalist electronic music with lots of drum machines and sort of, how do you keep, you, you keep describing the Pixies guitar as meandering. It's got meandering synthesizers yeah. in it. Uh, so yeah, the air remix is really good. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's another slightly different version. There's a chopped off, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's the, the heathen SACD has the stereo version and also the surround sound version. And uh, the surround sound version is truncated. It's just a little bit shorter. Some songs have longer versions. Like, they'll they'll take longer to fade out. But this one is shortened for whatever reason. <laughs> but yeah, the remix is definitely good. The air remix is great. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. Anything else to say about A Better Future? The song. Yeah, I definitely... I recommended this song to anyone who's really feeling extra cynical about things. And they want, like, an anthem for their... For their it, it, this is another case of David Bowie being a few years ahead of the curve. I mean, it's it's always gonna there's always gonna it's always gonna feel like there's a better future yeah. potentially. What about ratings? Let's, ratings? let's move on to ratings. I would um, I would give this. 
I'm going to go annoyingly in between again because I don't think it's quite a 4, but I think it's better than a 3.5. <laughs> Right. And I love strange numbers. I'm going to give this <laughs> 3.8. Um, Angry fist shakes. Angry shakes at the sky. Um, I'll stick with integers. I like, I, like, I like integers. I don't like decimal points. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, just give it a three. Three angry shakes of the fist at the sky. It's a fine song. It's not the best on this album. And we're not, we're not judging it among the songs in the album, but it's still, whenever I'm listening to it, you know, I kind of zone out on this one. It, but I don't... It, it hit on two major lyrical themes for me, one accidentally and one on purpose. Which um, were love basically just the, Yeah, the love and the, the broader anger. scope. Love and uh, anger. Love and the anger, two baby. primary emotions. Yeah. I, yeah, I, but I don't skip it either. I, yeah, no, it's definitely not a skippable track. Well, if that's all about, if that's all uh, we have to say about a better future, what do we have to look forward to in our future? Um, well, here's hoping our future comes up hunky-dory. I hope so, too. I hope so. Uh, you know, it, it'd be great if there were some, something, something hunky-dory about it. Hey, it's good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm lost. So even, even if our, our world is not hunky-dory... At least that's where our next song is coming from. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Bule Brothers. The Bule Brothers is our next episode. <laughs> and we are gonna talk about it and you're gonna be so turned on. So yeah, join us next week for uh, another episode of From A to Ziggy. Until then, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, From A to Ziggy. We're also at FromAtoZiggy.com, where you can leave a comment on the page for this episode. What did you think of A Better Future? Want to be a guest on your favorite David Bowie podcast that discusses his work, From A to Ziggy? Email us at podcast at FromAtoZiggy.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating, because that'll really help us uh, reach more people. Um... What we need is attention. Yes. Really we need good. attention to build a better future for this podcast. And also, if you hate this show now because uh, Travis pissed you off, subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. Because you really want the abuse. And you know what? If you're listening to it, we agree on David Bowie. So. Anyway, the point is, uh, the point is, my name is Thomas. And I'm Travis. I hope you, <laughs> please don't judge me after this episode. Say it's true. They got